we're gonna talk about the polar express michael uh cool on the sprocket where we rank every movie ever made best worst and speaking of worst we're talking about the polar express which is a 2004 christmas film made by robert zemeckis and starring tom hanks in several roles which is crazy it doesn't look bad for 2004 considering what they were going for Mm, give me some context what came out in 2004 uh shrek okay i mean shrek looks better because it's not a nightmare I guess I'm thinking overall mm-hmm. visual presentation, not looking at anyone's face. Right. Right. But it, when cloth is flapping in the wind, it's like, oh, all right. Exactly. When you see just the train. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, this is, this is, this looks nice. Uh, the, yeah. the caribou on the track. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They look like caribou. They got kind of a cartoony, realistic thing going on that works okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, long, and then everything else, as long as you can kind of keep a bit of a distance. Sure. Sure. I would love to, Michael, because I hate this movie. This movie's yeah. terrible. No, it, uh, yes, the Polar Express, the 2004 Christmas classic is, I, I also don't really care for it. Holy crap, though. No, it's yeah. it's beyond that. Yeah. Michael, at yeah. least for me. This okay. is a mess. This is Go. a nightmare. Officer. Okay. Go officer. Let's see. Let's hear. What do you got? What do you got? Okay. So we got the Polar Express, which is a children's picture book. Sure. It's like yes. two pages yes. long. Nice. I, I as a uh, non-Gentile, was actually a fan of the Polar Express as a lad. Same. It's a very nice children's book, right? It's like, ah, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's nice. short. It's concise. It gets to the point pretty quick. At the same time, it's good to look at. <laughs> Uh huh. No padding. Let's say no padding whatsoever. It is a very well. It is. It is a good children's book. The art is good. I like looking at it. I like seeing where things go. Okay. At no point okay. do I ever feel like it overstays its welcome. Yep. Uh, they've taken that and they've turned it into a uh, an hour and forty minute long movie, starring mm-hmm. Tom Hanks as everyone, mm-hmm. and it uh it doesn't work. Michael, it doesn't work. No, it doesn't work no, on doesn't. any level. Nope. Not a... I think the thing that really gets me, beyond just the fact that everyone looks like a doll, beyond the fact that it's padded out to hell and back, the thing that gets me is the lesson here about Christmas makes my skin crawl. Because the, the lesson seems to be believe in Santa. And the means by which this happens is that the boy, Tom Hanks Jr., goes and meets Santa. And then it's like, whoops, why doesn't everyone believe in Santa? I've seen him and talked to him. And it's like, this is, kids, if you ever doubt Santa, go see him. Lesson learned. And that's what kids are walking out of the theater with. That's not the point of Christmas, Michael. The point of Christmas is not that Santa is real. Ah! Tucker, are you saying Santa Claus is fake? I'm saying... I've seen him, Tucker. I'm saying... Tucker. Be- I've seen him. He sounds He sounds <laughs> he's like... He's at the uh, mall. He sounds like the guy from Castaway. Oh, he should... I'm Donald Trump. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> beyond just like taking all the Christianity out of it, which is, you know, do or die on that. I guess I don't have a strong opinion on why there's no Jesus in this movie, but... It's like this treacly, just Hallmark movie level of sheen applied to Christmas with no grasp of what Christmas is actually about. Because I'll tell you what Christmas is about, Michael. It's about being depressed. And it's just, it's like this societal depression we all go through every year. And it's beautiful. And you know what movie does that, right, Michael? It's called It's a Wonderful Life. And the guy commits suicide halfway through. And then he deals with his own death. And that's what Christmas is about. And it's not this stupid kid movie polar express caribou cotter pin nonsense I hate it. and there's you... a lot to unpack here yeah okay give me a second okay what did what what did robert Zemeckis do to hurt you <laughs> show me on the doll uh <laughs> he's but, made uh, some fine films he robert has back to the future one pretty Who fun. framed roger rabbit who framed Roger Rabbit is very good. Yeah. yeah, I could take it or leave it on Forrest Gump, but uh, people yeah. like it. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, yeah. Hmm. And there, there's a 
there is a an animator's touch to this movie that I can appreciate. Sure, yeah. Um, there's a 15-minute section in the middle of this movie that I think is a lot of fun and is nice to watch. Where they're the uh, yeah yeah like post caribou when it's the... like everything's going crazy for a little bit. It's like a railroad. It's like a roller coaster. And yeah, then... that's all right. Yeah, so I guess. There are, I guess, in that same note, there are things that I came away. Someone come out right and say I don't like this movie. Really, uh-huh. I get uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. Oh. Um, <laughs> you get the movie, or you you get. I get why it. maybe people like it. Oh, y- maybe yeah. some nostalgia. It's you know, it's an ad- adaptation of a beloved children's book. It's that's like, like there's no sharp edges. Like it's just you no. put it on, and it's like people are drunk after Christmas dinner and sleeping. Yeah, it's good yeah, for the that. Kids watch, uh, the kids watch Tom Hanks. Yeah, Drink yeah. some coffee that's been flavored with a sock. <laughs> um, yeah. But no, like there are little moments where it's like, I think, you know, train looks good. I don't know why the they <laughs> built the railroad tracks to be like a, like a roller coaster, but sure. That's kind of a fun sequence. Uh, yeah. some of the body, some of the body humor with the, uh, conductors with the, not the conductors, the engineers is pretty okay. <laughs> I, it gets a little Looney Tunes-ish for me, and I kind of like that, you know, when he's uh-huh. pulling on the, the beard to make him go, wow, to move Whoa. the caribou. It's like this, yeah. I could see this being a Daffy Duck bit. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just picture you in, like, a Christmas sweater just, like, belly laughing when, like, the guy's pulling on his hair. <laughs> Look at Oh, I'm getting you a man. They're pulling on his beard. <laughs> Um, Merry Christmas. I guess there's a certain aesthetic to it once you kind of peel away the plastic wrap mm. where you've got this like 50s Americana look to it to a bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that. Yeah. I like what they were going for with that. You I'm know? with you. Uh, some of the steampunky stuff towards the end, maybe. I kind of like some of the things presented in the North Pole. Mm, okay. Well, because okay. like when the, when the reindeer come out and then you've got the little yeah. elves trying to hold it down. Yeah. It looks that looks actually more natural than any than than parts of this movie sure but that's sure. not saying too much but you know like they're 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 bobbing the way that deer would bob if they fly <laughs> i'm a scientist the uncanny valley michael the uh the faces you know that uh that that big dive where like they're they're climbing up the hill and then it's a roller coaster and it's mm-hmm. like this is the steepest incline mm-hmm. that incline was into the uncanny valley <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's rough man it's uh basically if i could try to describe it with words from my mouth it's like everybody's top half of their face just does not move like there's <laughs> nothing there's nothing going on there but it's all it's got that motion captured look to it yeah like sonic adventure or something where everybody's kind of like moving kind of weird and you can tell they had to like go in and tween things afterwards because it's 2004 and they don't know what they're doing quite yet Mm -hmm. uh and all the children move and look like adults just shrunk Mm -hmm. down with giant heads uh what did it i saw this in theaters right okay i don't remember if it was terrifying back then but it's terrifying now uh yeah it does not look doesn't look warm doesn't look welcoming (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like these little ghoul children are going on an adventure, and you're there with them, Michael. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's because it's crazy. It's 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 this weird thing to me because I feel like you're collectively seeing something that looks broken, but at the same time, I have to imagine this is pretty, you know, revolutionary to some extent as yeah. far as like visual design goes. Yeah, because you've got what you've got these like three movies that kind of look like this and that in that one like sequential couple of years yeah and like no one else is really doing that right i'm sure maybe there's a reason but also it's a unique style it's it seems new like a new use of technology to try to make an animated movie Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. at the same time it's like this it feels weird it feels alien it feels not good feels like you're watching a movie like it never feels 
I don't know, because like a cartoon doesn't look like real life, but there's like this suspension of disbelief happening there where you yeah. can kind of inhabit that space and that never happens in this movie. Mm-hmm. It's like a tech demo or like, you know, in like behind the scenes of like a new like Toy Story 4 or something. They're like, this is what it looks like halfway through the process. And it's all these like plastic people moving around. That's mm-hmm. what this movie is. <laughs> but it's done. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So I'm, I'm with you on that. <laughs> okay. But oh, and then you... Yeah, go ahead. Then you get to the elves, which are all of this, but even more of the, like, here's people, but they look small. It's terrifying. Why did they make the elves look like this? Why does Santa look the way he does? I actually don't think it's as egregious with the characters with facial hair. Because it's (laughs) covering things. To hide (laughs) the the uncanniness. Um, Boy. Hmm. Boy. I have a screed about that, I guess. Uh, or just like, because you said you kind of like the, when they get to the North Pole and it's kind of, they they went for some something of, there. Yeah, some of, there's a unique, there's an attempt to make the North Pole its unique thing. They're aiming, they have an image. Yes, definitely. Yeah, they, have a, they have a very clear image as to what they want the North Pole to look like in it, this movie. It's not just... It doesn't feel generic. It's not just like, oh, it's like a city. It feels like it's its own, like somebody designed it or something. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I really like the uh, Christmas carols just kind of like playing over the loudspeaker. I really, really like it when it's that. Yeah. But then it starts skipping. Because <laughs> it's like this feels, <laughs> the things are syncing up. We're watching a horror movie. Yep. Yep. They start getting picked off one by one. These three children. Uh, and then he looks in the one window, and it's the thing. It's the record player that is skipping is in the one window he looked at in this city full of windows. <laughs> yeah. What's he doing? Uh, I don't know. Isn't it great that they fall into the, the present pit or whatever? And then the, the one kid who knows everything is Eddie there, too, Deason. Eddie Deason is a monster. Oh, I, Anytime that character was on screen, I was just like, I need to go. I just need to get out of here and turn this movie off. Uh, what do you, he what knows do you... all about train law, <laughs> train law. and train regulations, don't you know? And uh, hey, you can't be doing that. He knows about the hot cocoa that the Aztecs drank or something. Yeah, yeah. What did you think of the cast, Michael? This uh, this diverse range of men. <laughs> Tom Hanks's. <laughs> Yeah. Can we? Um, can you hit me with every Tom Hanks role in this movie? Off the dome. The me. only two that stood out to me immediately actually were just the the uh, the rider of the rails. Yep. who's also a ghost. That's kind of cool. And the conductor. Yep. And that's that's kind of what I got. And then you pointed out Santa Claus, and it's like Santa okay, Claus. sure, I hear it. And then the narrator, I think, narrator, is pretty much Tom Hanks. His father. Right? Yes. Is also. Is his Tom. father Tom Hanks too? Yes. And I want to wow. say. That the motion capture for the main character was Tom Hanks, which is freakish. You I really don't think know if I like that, yeah. I feel like there's more, but they, that's a good spread. There's a lot of Tom Hanks in this movie. Do you like Tom Hanks, Michael? Uh, you know what? I actually do like Tom Hanks. Okay. Okay. Uh, I don't like all the movies he's in, Yeah. but he's got a public persona I like, and sometimes a Tom Hanks movie is a pretty good movie, you know? <laughs> yeah. You always know like, you're getting like, some baseline of... Yeah. Quality. Uh, hmm. I don't know, but there's always at least like a, like, like he, I don't think he's ever the worst part of any movie he's in. Okay. Okay. I can, and, I can go with that, I think. And sometimes he runs away and is the best part of that movie. Is he the best part of this movie, Michael? Uh, maybe it's a low bar. He's good as the conductor. Yeah. That's yeah, fine. I guess okay. If we want to start picking off, picking yeah. apart the cast here, uh, I liked the ghost and I liked the conductor. Yes. In that, I liked how the conductor had this kind of like cranky, like I've got a tight shift to run. Mm-hmm. I don't need your crap kind of thing going yeah. on. He's kind of old timey. He's like, I'm yeah, a conductor, and we gotta go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked it. And then at the end of the day, he still got some kind of lessons he wants to share with the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Does yeah, yeah. What would yours say, Michael? Bored. <laughs> Shut this down. 
okay. Um, I also like the ghost. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, yeah, at yeah. least conceptually, I, I like this, this like ghost man who runs the, the, the Polar Express, uh, runs on the Polar Express and he's, he's got like his weird cryptic folksy messages for everyone, or I guess for the one character. He's you know, imparting his imparting his wise worldly wisdoms. Yeah. And again, it's like this old timey like the Great Depression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm a ghost. Uh I think it might be because those two characters are the only like edge this movie has. Like they're the only rough edges because everybody else is just like, Isn't Christmas great? It is great. I agree. Yeah, don't you know Christmas is great? Yeah. Oh stop it. <laughs> uh, um, um, yeah but then you got the main character and he's like I make weird facial expressions and stare mouth agape at things as they happen type of thing do I believe in Santa Claus I don't know that's such a again that's such a weird moral quandary to have as the basis of your movie yeah I agree like I get it if you're like a little kid and it's like it works for the so, like, I think it works better in the children's book because it's not beaten. You're not, you're not having it beaten over your head in that way. Yeah, it's not like here's five different ways of looking at this over the course of the movie. It's just like mm-hmm. this is the reason this book exists. Yeah, yeah. And again, it gets to the point faster. But but then you have the girl. Mm-hmm. I think in the credits she's just like the girl and. She has no character development whatsoever. She really believes in Santa. And then at the end, she really believes in Santa because he's real and she's standing right in front of her. So she won, yeah. I guess. She figured yeah. it out. Remember when the main character loses her ticket? And then it's okay. Like... What the hell is going <laughs> on in that segment, Michael? Can you please walk me f- through everything that happens starting with her grabbing the hot cocoa and standing up please she gets the hot cocoa and stands up and goes to the back okay right you right. know because she's so going to go... present the back as being this like they they present it as this mundane thing for yes. her cuz she has no problem getting to the back car yes. where there's this kid who got on the train late yes who was shy about getting on the train yes uh obviously he comes from a bit of a harder background you yes. even very literally say we are on the other side of the tracks <laughs> so you know <laughs> no do your eddie Deason voice please <laughs> quite literally on the other side of the tracks so okay. you know <laughs> that's all right okay yeah it's not very good no but like <laughs> like they 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 belabor the point that yeah he's he's from a uh family of less yeah of yeah, less fortunate. Yeah, I guess Christmas family. doesn't visit his house so often. Exactly, exactly. Okay. Um. So anyway, this girl, she's got the hot cocoa. She goes to the back to give him the hot cocoa, and it's like no problem for her, yep. right? Yep. She uh, leaves her ticket on the train. Keep yep. it safe, you know, on the train. Yep. Yep. Um. <laughs> yep, main character looks over and is like, "Oh, she left her ticket. What happens if the conductor comes by?" So he grabs the ticket. But the conductor's with her. Oh, yeah, the conductor's with her and takes her back. Okay, that's why she can probably get in the back with no problem. Because the conductor can just bring people around the train like it's no problem, I guess. But she needs this ticket. Yeah. (laughs) The director should have said cut here and said, what are we doing? This doesn't make any sense. Continue. (laughs) So he gets the ticket, right? Of course, for the girl. Yeah, going to bring it back to her. Uh, opens the door and it's like, wait, I'm on a train. It's going <laughs> fast. So you get the little rush of wind. It's He's cold. struggling to kind of stay on. He uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. has a hard time kind of getting to the back. Loses the ticket. Ticket yep. goes whoosh, whoosh. So you get the scene where the ticket's like riding next to the car. And he's walking along the car to try to get... Uh, he's walking through the car to get it, looking out the window. Yep. And it goes away. Forever. Gone. Mm-hmm. Gone. Gone. He tries... It gets stuck in the window. He got, tries to paw at it a bit. Uh, and then it goes away mm-hmm. and he's all sad like oh I've lost it he uh, did he did he should it. be sad he should be this little idiot child anyway so so then I don't know what do you want to which which branch do you want to go on here we've got the the light the the story of the ticket and the story of what happens in the car you know I I so, know I'm, I'm trying to get us to 
come with me, little girl. Let's walk on top of this train. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Because I also think it's worth mentioning the fact that the ticket flies out the window, falls in some snow, some wolves pick it up, it starts flying away. Uh, yeah. Uh, because eagle. the wolves kicked it up. The eagle comes and grabs it, feeds it to her baby. Yes. Baby throws it back up. Uh, I forget how it goes from there to the train again. I liked that part, though. Okay. It, it was like part. it was just a little visual showcase type thing, but it looked dark. yeah, it was cute. It looked better than any of the other. Because like the book has that I I haven't read the book in you know twenty years, but it has that like page I think where there's just like wolves at night mm-hmm. in the woods, yeah. watching the train, and it kind of so this is our excuse to get the wolves watching the train. Yeah, but it I feel like it was that sequence was probably the closest this movie got to capturing any of like the charm or atmosphere of the book. Okay. So, uh, there, yeah, I mean the hot cocoa song. Yeah, that's true. The hot cocoa song. Uh, but yeah. Um, but okay, so we're back in the train car, right? Of course. Uh, he admits I lost your ticket. Of course. He, the conductor's all like, "Of course you did. These kids are messing up our Stupid schedule kids. or whatever." Yeah. So then she's like, "So then he says, come with me or whatever to the girl,' and they walk towards the back." Mm-hmm. And they leave. Mm-hmm. And the imp- the initial implication I got was that he thought the conductor was just going to chuck the girl off the back of the train. Right. So, like, that's what you're kind of led to. Like, oh, is this the, the fake out? So then right, he climbs right. up on top of the train. Uh, and uh. <laughs> the idea is that now he's escorting this girl to the front of the train on top of the train. Y- yeah. Because he's like, where'd they go? Where'd they go? You gotta tell me. And then the kid's like, they went up there, sir. And he looks, and they're like on top of the train, and it makes no sense. And then he gets on top of the train. This kid is climbing up a metal ladder with bare hands in the middle of winter on a f- speeding train. Mm-hmm. he's like, this is fine. I gotta get her her ticket. Because mm-hmm. they need to pad this movie out. Because mm-hmm. this adds 20 minutes to this movie's runtime. But it also introduced Tom Hanks, the hobo. It does. And that's a good, that's a nice little scene, I guess, where he's just like... Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. I liked it for all the reasons we already talked about liking Yeah, the hobo guy in general. It's just, this, it's just this movie is a series of strange decisions people make in order to make a movie out of a two-page mm-hmm. long children's book. And yeah. it drives me bonkers. Yep. No, and I agree. Um... Yeah, so I don't know. The only other, I was going to say the only other time I think I get that sense of, you know, the book versus the movie where it kind of feels like that carries over. Is there, there's like a longer shot of the elves gathered around the sleigh and the sleigh is really big and it's got the large sack or whatever. And it's like, yeah, this is kind of a a shot from the book. Sure. Christmassy. Well, warm. Hmm. Hmm. But, uh, in that same section is the part where they're on the train and then the train just starts speeding away from everyone for no reason. And then they go on roller coaster train again. And then they're wandering through Christmas town for another 20 minutes because they mm-hmm. need to pad this movie out. You forgot the part where they, uh, they, uh, uh, they stumble across the last elves looking over the naughty list. Uh-huh. And the one is a Jewish stereotype. And he's like, uh-huh. this is Mushugina. And then yeah. they're escorted towards the the pneumatic, system or whatever the tube system to try to get there the fastest because you have to take it you have to get there the fastest because time is money <laughs> that has a really great uh live action video of the kid going i didn't do it yeah i didn't, I didn't do, do it, it. i didn't do it <laughs> there's a lot of like weird repeating audio cues in this movie i don't know is it trying to hypnotize people what's going on michael let's dig a little deeper all right, I've got the shovel. Where are we digging? Okay. We're digging. Uh, I don't know. I don't have anywhere to dig. They're in like a big conveyor belt factory and then... Um, yeah. How did sure Eddie happens. Deason get there? Uh, They wound up in... Okay, so they wind up in the, the present sack, right? The big old bag of presents. <laughs> That's what I call and... it, yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he feels something tugging on his boot. Uh-huh. And you've got like that whole Star Wars A New Hope thing where <laughs> yeah. people are like, what's yeah. going on? 
and then you find out it's Eddie Deason, and he's oh, trying crap. to peek his peek a look at his presence early, <laughs> and he finds out it's just underwear. And then he's man dark. That's awesome. And he's man dark. Yeah, and then he's man dark. But how did he get in there? Is what I'm I'm getting at. Uh, he says he went looking for presents early. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Because yeah. it seems like the other children got there by a very specific means. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he got there as well. That's another question I had during this movie. It's like, what does this movie look like for the other children? Because it seems like they're always just going like, ah, and like twirling in place or something, or like rolling around in their seat. <laughs> yep. What do their tickets say, Michael? Belligerent. Uh, Patient, maybe, because they got to put up with the shit from the main character. Yeah. Yeah, he's always messing things up. He's always a spanner in the works in this movie. That poor conductor, no wonder he lost his hair, Michael. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Do you find it weird that on the trip back, there's no screen time given to anything and everyone's just asleep? A little bit. Okay. Because I feel like, because then you're go, you're going through the same thing again, ostensibly. Yeah, yeah. Like they go up that crazy railroad track, I would assume, or something. Yeah, exactly. Well, you're not going to hit any more caribou. I don't know. No more words of wisdom. No more words of wisdom to impart from the uh, the old uh, the old ghost that haunts the rails. Like they were going across a giant ice field and it broke up and like is impa- impassable, and then it's like. Uh... Everybody nap now. We'll be home soon. Remember when they go to like the the train cart of Misfit Toys? Yes. It's crazy because the game has all this stuff with like evil toys and like Scrooge puppets and stuff. And I was like, where the hell are they pulling this from? And then I was like, oh, (laughs) this five second scene. Yeah. That they never do anything else with again. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. Uh. It's like this non sequitur where it's just like. And this is where he brought the toys. Yeah. And then they move on. Yep. Which is how sure do. most of this movie goes. Yep. Uh, you had mentioned that it's a musical, Michael. Yeah. How's that stuff working <laughs> for you? Uh, well, you see, the, 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 um, uh-huh. the uh, waiters and waitresses who right. tend to the cars. This is good Tom they... Hanks. I like this. Yep. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know where else I'm to go. I'm scheduled. <laughs> schedule <laughs> but like so you've got this musical number it's a dance number even the uh all the folks tending to the kids you know they're tap dancing they're doing backstage stuff as they're singing about giving people hot chocolate yeah uh it's all this choreographed number you got tom hanks at the front of the car and he's all like we want like, it i'm seeing this and then it's over and then it's like okay <laughs> next yeah, it does. It, it made me feel better because there's like adults on this train ostensibly. So at least these yeah. kids aren't like just stuck with this creepy train conductor man. Yeah. And then uh-huh. there's the other song, right? Yeah. Right? The yeah. other emotional, the emotional tearjerker at the back of the train. Oh, God. I'm getting goose pimples just thinking about it. I couldn't tell you anything about the song other than it was a duet. Well, he's, they're singing about they like singing about? Christmas. It's, oh yeah, like what's Christmas about or whatever. I hate the message though. I really this movie. I don't get what it's trying to say because he's sad because he comes from a poor family, so Christmas doesn't happen. And she's like, "No, just believe, believe in Christmas." And then they go to the North Pole and meet Santa. And then at the end of the movie, he gets a present. But that's not how Christmas works. It's like depressing or something. It's like the wool is being pulled over children's eyes or something. Where it's like, if you just believe in Santa, then Christmas will be great. Even well, I mean, like, it's not a great message. Uh, I mean, maybe it's just look at it as like an optimism kind of thing, you know? Like optimism maybe doesn't the buy first, Maybe yeah. I think maybe we're both a little cynical because we are also buying Christmas presents. This movie's cynical. All kids care I, about is presents. Yeah, kind of. It's like, oh, Santa but, brought me a present. That's amazing. But I think there's an attempt at some kind of, well, okay, two things. One, that's kind of what kids do care about with Christmas, true. you know? It's so true. <laughs> and the other thing is I think there's this angle with uh, uh, the the kid from the poor family. Yeah. Where it's like, well, he doesn't get Christmas. Yeah. And I, and I, and I get like, okay, maybe the first step is believing if you can 
at least believe things will be okay. Maybe that's the first place to go because he believed and then he got his present. Yeah. Which is maybe maybe a a not a fair metaphor, but yeah, it's trying. I get what I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, whether or not it's you know it seems a little bit of a way to kind of brush under, like you've got this very <laughs> like this very clear thing here, yeah, that you can engage with. This very clear like, well, what does Christmas mean for someone who's less fortunate? Present and, equal good. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Okay. No, I, I and I, I can kind of get what they're going for. It's just it, being not a kid anymore. Yeah, it's just kind of hard to reconcile that with like the feel good end of this movie type of thing. I don't know. No, and I get that. Because he goes but home like, and it's all lit up. His house is all lit up, and it wasn't before. Because Santa he's visited. Got presents. And the little train, you get the little train, it's chugging through the presents. It's a little Polar Express model. Oh, it looks so bad. That one doesn't look good. That train don't look so good. There's a piece of uh, wrapping paper, and Mm -hmm. it just looks busted in that scene, and it's awesome. Because they didn't give it any paper physics. It's just like a sheet. Mm. It's awesome. Uh, There's one more song, Michael. There's one more song. Oh yeah! Remember when? Uh, remember how uh, Steven Tyler, the uh-huh. lead singer of the critically acclaimed and uh, well recognized rock and roll legend, legendary rock and roll band Aerosmith, yes, is in this movie for like five seconds. Yeah, about that. And much. Yeah. it looks like they motion captured him to try to make an elf out of him, <laughs> but you're kept at like a like a good thirty forty foot distance. Yeah. Don't look at him too close there, Michael. He's on like a big unicycle. What the hell? He is. It's so whimsical. Is this a better use of Steven Tyler or is Wayne's World 2 a better use of Steven Tyler? Wayne's World 2. Okay. Okay. Because at least it's like, okay, Aerosmith is doing the Aerosmith thing. Right. Right. It's not like, it feels like at least you know, at least it's like, okay, we have this Aerosmith cameo for this. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like yeah, the whole movie is built around it in a way. In a way, yeah. And then this one's just like, oops. It's like, hey guys, remember Steven Tyler? Kids love Steven Tyler in 2004. His daughter is in that Lord of the Rings movie you all like so much. Yeah. Remember Armageddon? <clears throat> this is her dad. I do remember Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought in that part they did. There's this almost sort of complex thing they need to communicate to the viewer, which is that the kid can't hear the sleigh bells. And I feel like they actually pull that off really well. Yeah, actually, I agree. Because he's like, they do do a shot where he's like putting his hand up to his ear. So it's like, oh, okay, now I get it. But even before that, you can kind of tell something's wrong and like only for him. It's kind of a weird thing, but they... God bless them. Yeah. Figured it out. And I think that's one of those things that kind of pair well when you're, when they're going through the city, but it's all empty. Yeah. No, because all the elves are too busy somersaulting their way to see Santa. It <laughs> looks so, so bad. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But yeah. Yes. So so the city streets are empty and, you know, you get the like this old timey recording of a Christmas carol kind of just, you know, Blurring. rumbling through the city. Yeah. Uh, and it seems kind of, it, it seems a little spooky, you know, they're alone. And then the two kids are saying, do you hear that? And like, they're, they're talking about hearing something he can't hear. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. There's like a little bit of intrigue going on there. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's the closest thing to like a clear, you know, plot conflict. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause, uh, otherwise they're just on a train, you know, that's not, yeah. uh, yeah. Otherwise the movie is just a train going somewhere. Right. That's kind of interesting that it it gets there like halfway through this movie, it feels like, or like two thirds. And then there's like a whole bunch I, of other movie. I mean, they try to hint at it yeah. with the whole, do you believe in Santa? And he's like, well, I don't know. Let me consult all these books I have. Yeah. His newspaper, newspaper clippings. clippings. Oh yeah. my God. What the hell? I hate it. Cause he's like looking at him. Like it's the first time he's seen him. He's like, Oh, Santa's on strike. Mm, something don't add up yeah. here. 
So then he goes and grabs like a National Geographic book to read about the North Pole, and then very clearly, like very specifically, says it is uninhabitable or whatever. Barren. As like the first line. Devoid of life. life yes. Yes. Life. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's goofy. Uh, it is. It's so goofy. And then uh, it all culminates in that Josh Groban song or whatever is playing over those credits. Mm-mm-mm. Josh, wait, what? I don't remember this. I Now that you say it, I can't think of it, but there's a terrible Christmas song playing over the end credits. Oh, cool. On par right. with Faith Hill's Where Are You Christmas? Why Can't I Find You? Ooh. Uh, someone's been bitten by a little bit of the bah humbugs, it sounds no, like. No, there's good know. music and there's bad music. All I Want for Christmas is You is a great song, okay? That is, okay. That was going to be my pitch as what yeah. is the best Christmas song. And okay. I think it's probably that, actually. There are probably people who don't like that song. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. They don't like fun, I bet. Yeah. Ugh. I bet their idea of fun is the Polar Express. I thought you meant the band fun. <laughs> uh, anyway. Well, Michael, any uh, any closing thoughts on the Polar Express? Well, I've got notes. Okay. Okay. So the snowman has mismatching mittens in the in the uh, opening sequence. I thought that was cute. I noticed that snowman. I don't know what that says about us, but I also like noticed that snowman and thought about it for a little bit. I don't know what that means. Uh, they keep coming back to this phrase, the end of the magic. Hmm. What? Well, um, I don't remember that at all. Where, where does it's that... It's just a line in the beginning when they're, when the he's like sneaking downstairs to try to catch a glimpse of Santa. And it's like, oh, is it Santa? But no, the shadow dissolves and it's his father and sister. <laughs> and then they say something about maybe it's just the end of the magic. Like the parents back and forth, and they repeat it more than once, and then he repeats it to himself. The <laughs> end of sucks. the magic. Um, <laughs> a, I wrote the question marks. Wait, why is it a train? Okay, that's a Just, fair question, I guess. Um, I wrote that. So I was watching this with my girlfriend, mm-hmm. Brady, whose who's response to the fact that everyone is voiced by Tom Hanks was that stupid. <laughs> it is stupid isn't it he does a good job though god bless him how do all the other kids know about the polar express and then know this song about the polar express <gasps> this is their first night on the polar express yes it's so eerie there you know what it reminded me of i'm i'm uh i'm cannibalizing this because this was one of my notes but it reminds me of the twins and the witch who are always <laughs> just like singing little songs to each other it's like ooh. yeah Mm. Yeah, I got you. Uh, one sec, one sec. Where are you, Christmas? Why can't I find you? Hello. Hello. Okay. Yeah, so then I wrote, the conductor just won't take no shit. That's true. I wrote, the question, why is this a musical? Do you consider uh, this a musical, Michael? What's your what's your cutoff? I guess you know there's like three songs. Okay. There's three. There are three songs where the scene. There are two songs where the scene is built around the song. Okay, that's fair. Okay. I don't know if it's a cutoff, but that's enough for me to look at this and say, you know, it's at least partially a musical. They're going for the the kids movie thing. Yeah. Um, why is this train so dysfunctional? Because it's a dream like, train. Well, okay, yeah. But, like, the conductor's the only one who knows really what anything is doing. Because yeah. clearly the engineers are just high off their ass or whatever. Because <laughs> what are they doing? They, they've run this train into the ground more than once while they're trying to get to the North Pole. A trek they're supposed to have made more than once in the past. You would You would assume, yes. You would assume. I like the musical theme. Like that, oh, they don't really yeah, do yeah, anything yeah. with it, but I like the the theme itself. Yeah. Uh, the kid who yells elves and points out the window. I wrote that down. Can he be our mascot? For sure. The podcast? Okay. Cool. 
Um, do 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 Jewish stereotype. Do 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 Christmas theme industrial. Do 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 do. Yeah. Okay. Why is Christmas so industrial in this? Hmm. Like they're going for a clear image, but that image seems so generic and also cold. Hmm. How, how do you mean, like the uh, steampunky stuff you were talking about, or a little bit, but also with a little more of like the you've got conveyor belts and oh. things are rolling in okay. down and like TV monitors uh, with all the TV kids monitors. On. That scene where they're the the present bag is being lifted up and uh you look at the ceiling and there's like a clear target and stuff <laughs> yeah. it just looks very just it looks very much like a the inside of a warehouse yeah but sure it is i guess but hmm. um remember the, the the i don't know never mind i'm not gonna go there <laughs> oh <laughs> oh yeah the balloons make a fart noise <laughs> When they, because their 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 plan for for lowering its altitude is altitude. is to let out air. Altitude. I wrote Stephen tell Stephen Tyler elf looks like Stephen Tyler. Hmm, I guess he looks like an elf to begin with. <laughs> and uh, you could probably summarize the plot of this movie by quoting Ringo Starr from Yellow Submarine, uh -oh. saying that I've got a hole in my pocket. Mm. Nice. Mm. Nice, but also, mm. this is where you're exactly. ranking on that note, Michael. Is that your final note? I guess it's the final one. Okay. I thought about the, uh, while talking about the whoopee cushion bit, I thought about how they had a bunch of elves just halo dive off the, the balloon <laughs> for no reason. Cause it looks sick, dude, because they had to get the weight off of it. Yeah, so they got a halo dive, you know? You gotta they're they're like... trained professionals. Oh, that was a bad timing. <laughs> they are trained professionals. There it is. Thank you, Eddie Deason. You son of a gun. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is that your stack, Michael? That's my stack. Is that you your sack else? of presents? Oh, ho, ho, ho. This is finding its way under a Christmas tree somewhere. <laughs> uh, um... I did most of mine already, but uh, there's a scene I absolutely hate, which is uh, when they go by the department store window and the kid sees the Santa with the gear in his back and he shakes his head disapprovingly <laughs> like Christmas has been stolen from him or something. He's like, they really did it. I thought that was awful. Um, I forgot about that. That is terrible. <laughs> uh, they're on the, okay, they're on the train, right? They're mm -hmm. going through. Mm -hmm. Right? And they can't really see too well. And then there's like a light ahead up on the tracks. And then that light turns into a herd of caribou? What? They're like looking ahead through the fog and there's like a light. And then 10 seconds later it's like, stop the train, there's caribou! But I don't understand what was making the light. Caribou are Tucker? Oh, light caribou. Is this a Pokemon thing? I don't play Pokemon, Michael. No, no, this is... I couldn't think of any kind of follow-ups. <laughs> I was thinking, okay, do caribou have like a glowing personality? And I uh. went nowhere. Um, um, there's a part when he's in the toy train. The toy train! Where there's like a puppet with boobs and he like stares at the boobs for a second. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? He's <laughs> like, this is the best Christmas ever. <laughs> uh, I found that scene, that whole bit, also kind of weird because it's like people are lamenting over broken toys. Yeah, like, this is a horrible way to treat toys. Oh sure, it's like they killed it them or something. So weird to me. You monsters! Like it's like they're they're toys. Yeah, because the girl's like, who would do this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, um, that about does it for my notes. Let's say okay. Okay. Uh, Michael, hmm. where do you want to put this bad boy? You feeling above or below the pacifier? I was thinking about this, right? Because mm -hmm. the pacifier is not a good movie. No. no. <laughs> I love the way you said that. Uh, but <sighs> I think I liked the Polar Express more having watched it again. Mm -hmm. 
because uh, I remembered it being the worst movie ever made. I don't think it's the worst movie ever made. Right? No, no. Um, but it looks, for the most part, terrible, and I hate the core concept. Uh, but you could say the same of the pacifier. So I guess I don't really know where to put yeah. this one. Um. So they're like metrics you got to think of, right? Okay. Okay. Break it down. I'll get the spreadsheet. Where are we going? Okay. So first starters. How are we doing on stereotypes? Um. I feel I think like they both fail, but okay. Yeah. I think the Polar Express is. I mean, the Polar Express is like playing off of archetypes basically it's like yeah he's the ghost hobo but yeah that's his character um, um but like there's no like ninja koreans you yeah know. that's and this is yeah <laughs> yeah so do we have a winner there for that category it sounds i think like we, we do, do. yeah I, okay. i'm pretty sure the polar express is way less egregious okay um how are we feeling about plot I prefer the pacifier. <laughs> yes, I also agree. Um, things happen. Characters have arcs. Yep. It goes places you don't expect. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah, yeah. Things that are brought up in the beginning come back later on. It's true. Peter Panda. Yeah. Peter Panda. Okay, okay. There, there's, there's, there's some kind of plotting going on there. Things are happening for reasons. Yes, there's through lines in that movie. Yes, yes, which okay. are, is not the case in the Polar Express. Not really, no. Which is not, I don't think inherently a bad thing, but I don't think, because, you know, I like this, sometimes I like a good episodic adventure. Sure, sure. As long as the those episodes are interesting enough to justify their place in the story. Like the toy train, Michael. <laughs> Uh yeah, the toy train. <laughs> how how are we feeling about the cast here? I like Vin Diesel a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I really do, do. Uh, how does he stack up to the the good Tom Hanks? Good Tom Hanks is probably better than good Vin Diesel, but bad Vin Diesel is better than bad Tom Hanks. Is where I'm going. I think okay. I think Tom Hanks is probably one of the better parts of the Polar Express. I actually don't think he his his place here is inherently bad compared to okay other things going on. I honestly think the lead if if you were to take that as the lead, it would be fine. Except we also have Tom Hanks as the kid, which is not fine. Right, or we assume so, or you we know, assume so. Maybe I, we're wrong. I'm but, guessing. Okay, but I guess yeah. As far as like your lead characters. This is so weird that we're comparing the pacifier and the Polar Express, which are not at all in the same movie. No, and in fact, one of these is one of these. In fact, one of these is considered a Christmas classic. The other one is considered. I don't know. I don't think anyone talks about the pacifier anymore. Right, it's on Disney Plus though. Is it really? It sure as hell is. (laughs) This movie's not. I thought I was just getting this from The Mandalorian, but Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. mm, I've got some stuff to watch tonight. (laughs) Uh, If I can read the temperature of the room, Michael, I feel like we're going to put this above the pacifier. I think we are, too. I think it makes the most sense. Uh in a way that feels right, even though I don't... I think I like the pacifier more than the Polar Express, but... Yeah, but... Yeah. I think the things I appreciate about the Polar Express outweigh the things I appreciate about the pacifier. Mm-hmm. So. I think I agree. Okay. 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 What if Tom Hanks was, like, uh, in an old wrestling outfit and he was all fat and hairy, and then there was, like, a... Ha-ha. Huh? He, he and he tries to twist some nipples <laughs> for a laugh track. Uh, okay, fine. Okay, well, I didn't read the list, but uh, <laughs> if Tom Hanks was all, you mess with the bull and you get the horns. Mm. Then you jump three times and you turn into a duck. Um, Michael, you don't have the list in front of you, do you? I don't know. Okay, I will read this one uh, as soon as I add the Polar Express. So, starting from the bottom, now we're here. This is every movie 
ever made from worst to best, starting with The Pacifier, and then The Polar Express, and then Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, and then Hard Times at Fast Ridge High, and then Hard Target, and then The Secret of Nim, and then Iron Man, and then The Matrix, and then Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and then The Nightmare Before Christmas, and then The Witch, and then Ra. Mm -hmm. We have two Christmas movies on here, Michael. Are we officially calling, uh... I mean, I guess... Iron Man Christmas? Yes! Uh, okay, I was going to say, I guess the witch is Christmas, but okay. Uh, okay. Uh, Feels good. I'm going to put this up on Christmas Eve, so Merry Christmas, everyone, one and all. Ho, ho, ho. Oh, um, oh. What are we doing next? What are you thinking? Uh, I think it's time to go back to the Hulk. I th- I do think it's time for the Hulk. Okay. Okay. Yeah. After that, Wait. I don't know. The world the is our Incredible Oyster. Hulk, the 2008 Marvel Smash Spectacular. I the two thousands like that decade, if whatever you want to call that decade, like the early aughts, mm-hmm. uh, or the aughts. I have no concept of when things came out relative to each other. Like, yeah, oh, it's a little weird. The Polar Express came out four years before the Hulk. Uh, okay, sure. Those could have all come out at the same time. I don't. I don't know. It's weird. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about the nineties. Ooh, actually. Okay. Okay. I, I kind of get that, yeah. Everything kind of gels together after a while, Michael. Because we're getting old. Mm. Is that why... Oh, no. Okay. What? Are you not on schedule? <laughs> Michael? Hey! Happy holidays to you, Michael. Thank you, sir. You son of a gun. Preparing for a happy Hanukkah at this household, I tell you. Aww. That sounds wonderful. Is there a uh, Hanukkah movie of choice? Or is it just whatever? Not really, no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Eight crazy nights. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> I'm good. No. Okay. We should do that next year. Uh, sure. <laughs> we, can, we can laugh about the, 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 the poop jokes. The deer, they're pooping in the woods. Whitey. <laughs> Whitey. Whitey and Eleanor. <laughs> The happiest seizure of his life. Yeah, it's a technical foul. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe there are some things that need to be buried in the late 90s, or early 2000s, whenever <laughs> that movie came out. When Michael tries to end the episode. It's technical foul. It's not just a technical foul. <laughs> <laughs> but practically a homicide. Okay, bye. <laughs>